You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, Bills Mafia, what's going on? Fernando Shimudi here. I'm your host. That's your leading the charge. And today I'm going to talk about Bills Patriots matchup. I'm going to talk about great possibilities and also the state of this Bills roster, especially the Bills offense with Ryan, uh, with Ken Dorsey at the helm. So I'm going to talk all these hot topics and feel free to participate and to join me to talk Bills. Uh, you know the video chart is always wide open so you can participate and, and bring on your takes and be part of the chat. Let's interact and let's have some talk about our beloved views. So, views and Patriots matchup ahead. Uh, before I, I go ahead and talk about the views, I just want to apologize for my voice today. I, I'm having some some struggles with a sore throat getting better but still not 100 so uh i'm sorry for for today's issues with my voice and anyway i'll be trying to keep it going and to do the, my job as always um and in this bill spaters preview um I want to start talking about obviously the state of the Patriots team because they haven't been the same, right? And, and we know they they have struggled a lot this season. Um, there were a lot of hope for the Patriots uh, in the beginning of the season, maybe with uh, uh, an opportunity for 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 rebound for Mac Jones and with a, a new offensive coordinator back, right? Um, not no Matt Patricia anymore. And so they had a lot of hope for a, for a, a better season, but it hasn't happened so far. The offense continues to be awful. Mac Jones plays worse every season. And, and it even, even Bill Belichick doesn't seem so scary anymore and his defense is also struggling and that's a huge opportunity for a rebound game for the bills we've seen the offense struggle struggling for two weeks now uh truth be said it's been until the the start of the second half against against the the giants because despite the the low score against the giants just 14 points overall um that Bills offense had three drives against the Giants in the second half and could score on uh, touchdowns on two of them, right? So, and in the other one, they could drive down the field, kick a field goal. Unfortunately, Bass missed the field goal, but they did their job. They they 
drove down the field. They were in position to score again. So in the second half, we could see way better offense from the Bills against the Giants. But obviously, overall, it wasn't the ideal game by the Bills. And this game against the Patriots obviously is a huge opportunity to rebound, a huge opportunity to get back on track. And I believe that's the expectation for most of the Bills Mafia, right? I also believe it's a great opportunity to Josh Allen, especially the passing offense, to get back on track. But I can see some... some hurdles uh, ahead with this Patriots defense. Why so? Because this defense has been really, really good uh, stopping the run. And I really believe they start off all the difficulties for this Bills offense. They always start with not being able to run the ball properly, not being able to run the ball well enough or consistent enough. And we could see a little bit of it against the Jaguars. We could see it against the Jets in the first game of the season. And we saw it also in the first half uh, against the Giants. The inconsistency in the run game was real. Second half was better and the offense overall improved. But this Patriots defense, they have been good against the run. And I have some stats here courtesy of our friend. Anthony Proharska from Cover One. Um, and this Pets run defense. Okay, they had 182 run defense snaps this year, the 50 most. All right. Uh, what makes the, the numbers even more impressive? They have a lot of runs against them and still produced really well. They are the third lowest EPA per attempt allowed, third lowest yards after contact per attempt allowed at 2.0. Third lowest yards per attempt allowed at 3.4. Third lowest first down percentage. Lowest broken tackles and missing tackles percentage per attempt. Tied second least amount of broken tackles, only have five. Tied second least amount of missing tackles, only have four. Eight in DVOA versus the run. And 13, uh, 13th in stuff percentage. So that's... Uh, uh, clearly, that's a, a top three defense against the run game in the league, despite facing really difficult situations, being put in difficult situations by an awful offense, right? They face the, the other teams running the ball a lot, and they still can stop it in a very good percentage of the time. So uh, this, this run defense by the Patriots, should pose some problems for the Bills office, who's, which is trying to rebound this week. And looking at the, their depth chart, they have a, a, a solid, nice rotation, the defensive line. Uh, we know Davon Gocho, uh, Lawrence Guy, those are big guys who can, big run stuffers. He can play, they can play really well against the run, Dietrich Wise. So those guys are doing a great job uh, in the, on the interior of this defensive line. Uh, they will make Mitch Morse, um, Osiris Torrance, Connor McGovern's lives tough. So the Bills will have a, a, the Bills' interior offensive line. We need to play at a high level to be able to consistently move those guys. Those guys are really good 
doing the dirty job in the interior, avoiding uh, big runs, hardly ever miss any tackles. And even the, the, the pair of interior linebackers by the Patriots, uh, Jawan Bentley and, and Jalani Taivai, they are totally different linebackers from what we are, uh, what we agree we used with the, the Bills style of linebackers. They are bigger linebackers. They are the kind of the old old school thumpers inside. So those guys hardly ever miss tackles. They do a great job avoiding people to to gain yards after uh, uh, after contact, and even they don't allow them to fall forward. So that's a tough interior to run on, and the Bills will need to. If they want to rebound offensively, if they want to have some rhythm offensively again, they will really need to uh, be able to impose themselves there, and and they will need to to be able to run the ball efficiently. They won't be able to 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 simply throw or air it out all the time, or even believe they don't need the run game to to work properly this game they will need the work the, the run game working nicely so they can have balance and the offense can get in rhythm again um that's why i i have my my questions uh about this this game offensively speaking i really believe the bills should be able to produce but it's not like it's a piece of cake all around you know it's not uh uh, a totally broken defense. They have, uh, in fact, been elite at one point, on point where the Bills have struggled or have been inconsistent, and that's the run game. So I'm looking forward to watching this matchup. I'm looking forward to see if the Bills can run against this tough defense, uh, at least at this department. And... To be able to do so, we need big games by Morse, by Torrance, by McGovern. But also, uh, I liked what Dorsey tried to do in the last game. And what he he did with his running backs, he started running more Latavius Murray inside, more Damon Harris early. And we saw James Cook getting on the field just on the second, third drives. So to pound the rock, to to run that, that, that in gain those tough yards inside using Murray and using Harris will be out obviously but using Latavius Murray uh especially early on as a hammer I really believe that's the the that's a smart way to to use our running backs early on and to establish the run game inside and and then give uh James Cook opportunities on the perimeter running outside the tackles and taking some check down passes trying to gain yards after the catch so I think that's a, a good way of using those those running backs. James Cook has been our running back one. I'm not questioning that. And I love him as our, our running back one. I think he has done a great job. But we've seen him doing better as the game goes on. We've seen him doing better as defenses start to get a little bit fatigued, especially on, on the defensive lines and, and the front seven. So as a hammer early on against this tough defense, I believe Latavius Murray has a role there, and we'll see. We'll see how how Dorsey tries tries to attack this this interior defensive line, and especially uh, the front seven overall in the interior. They are tough. They are hard nosed. They can tackle. They can hit. Uh, 
and they aren't easy to push around. So that's why I really believe uh, the Bills got to be on point uh, against the Patriots in the run game so they can have uh, any kind of success against this defense at this department. On the other side, passing, stopping the pass, uh, we know that those Patriots defense have been good overall over the years, right? They continue to be good uh, despite the struggles of their team overall, of their offense. Uh, the defenses uh, were what kept those teams always competitive. Uh, but this year, they haven't been able to be so uh, good against the pass. They lost their rookie cornerback uh, due to injury for the season. Um, Rodriguez guy, Christian Rodriguez, a good young cornerback who fell to them in the in the last last draft, and they don't have him anymore. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is already in the injured reserve. They brought back uh, J.C. Jackson, hoping for a rebound for a uh, a guy who really played well for them. They hope they can recapture that form uh, back in their schemes, but so far not great returns and they have a lot of questionable pieces in the secondary right hey uh, jonathan jones is questionable kyle duggar is questionable jabril pepper sean wade so they have a lot of guys who are questionable in this game but they have quality in this secondary they have guys who can make plays they just haven't done a lot of plays so far and and it, it's totally tied to the pass rush obviously where they have met judon one of the best pass rushers in the league, no doubt. And 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 so the dangers for the Bills there is maybe trying to put themselves in bad situations, not being able to run the ball and 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 needing to to face this defense totally prepared against the pass, expecting the pass on third and long situations, second long situations. So they gotta avoid the penalties, they gotta avoid negative plays on early downs and and try to put the, this defense in a bad situation in clear passing downs where they haven't been able to punish opposing offenses with interceptions or a lot of playmaking from their good players they only have two interceptions two interceptions this season one from christian gonzalez who isn't there anymore and one from jailani tavai who was a mismatch uh, in our favor in this defense so that was a, a tip ball so they haven't been able to cover really well and and make plays on the ball all season long so that's a game where our passing offense should be able to dominate should be able to play well we've seen josh dominating the patriots uh recently uh, actually since 2020 josh has great numbers against the patriots numbers even better than the, his numbers uh, against the the Dolphins, so he has really dominated this op opponent, and and that's another great opportunity for Josh to keep having one of his best, if not his best season, stat-wise overall since he entered the league. Uh, a lot of people wanted Josh being more careful, wanted Josh growing up talked a lot about that about uh, uh, after the game against the New York Jets and it seems that we've we've got this this version of Josh since his struggles against the Jets 
And now a lot of people want the old Josh back. So that's the dilemma. How good is our offense with uh, under total order under control Josh who's having great decisions, making great decisions, not turning the ball over, but also limiting and having less of those amazing plays that we grew used to, to, to see with him. So the balance gotta be fine by by gotta be fine by by Dorsey by Josh himself, and it, that's way easier said than than done, no doubt. Well, the opportunities against these Patriots defense will be there, especially in the passing game. I think the Bills uh, and Dorsey choose a path in the last game, and that's a path that most of Bills Mafia has been against, of featuring Stephon Diggs and throwing him the ball a lot. A lot of targets for Stephon Diggs last game. In the first quarter, he had already 10 targets, and, and by the game's end, he had 16 targets. And a lot of people were against it and saying, oh, the Bills offense is better when it spreads the ball all over its its weapons and, and the Bills got to do that. Josh got to look at the other guys. Josh himself was interviewed and when asked about it, he was clear about, look, when Stefan Diggs is the first read in the play, it's hard to not get him the ball because he always gets open. And, and to be honest, with the way... The Bills' secondary weapons have been inconsistent. They haven't been bad, but they have been consistent. All right. Gabe Davis has a lot of touchdowns already, has some production already this season. But has he been consistent enough? I don't think so. I think Gabe continues to to uh, struggle sometimes with his hands. Right. I won't even talk about his fumble last game because I think it was really. Uh, by the time it happened, it was frustrating. But if you look at the play, uh, he was really unlucky there because Okereke uh, tried to punch the ball and even hit uh, hit Gabe Davis in the head before, on the head before hitting the ball. And, and it was a great play, play by Okereke. Uh, it could be discussed if, if it wasn't a, a foul with the way he hit uh, Gabe's chin before going for the ball. It wasn't um, unproposed, but it happened. And and so in the other games, we saw Gabe struggling again with some drops. We saw, again, Gabe is sometimes not being able to take advantage of 50-50 balls or not separating enough. And I'm not a Gabe Davis hater by any means. I love the guy. I think the potential is there. I like him as a deep threat. But as your number two option, being consistently good as your number two options, I think he struggles. He struggles a little bit, and he hasn't been able to establish himself as that dependable option behind Stephon Diggs, and that's problematic for this offense. Then Dawson Knox, same thing. Dawson Knox continues to struggle with his hands. Sometimes he had the catch of the the catch of the game against the Giants, the catch to close out that game, to to win the game for the Bills without any uh, 
any problems, any 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 threats of the Giants driving down the field and, and scoring against the Bills. All he needed to do is catch that ball that he has. Ah, oh, it was a long pass by Josh. It wasn't perfect. I agree. But come on, man. That pass was he, he could put the two hands on the ball. So that's a pass you starting tight end who's paid over one uh, eleven million dollars per year. That's a pass that your secondary or your your third weapon on the offense got to play, man. And and he consistently doesn't make those plays. He consistently struggles with his hands, drops some passes that he shouldn't. Against the Jaguars, Gabe and Knox had drops on third downs that killed entire drives. And so I really believe the biggest problem of this Bills offense today, the biggest question mark isn't Ken Dorsey, uh, it isn't Josh, obviously it isn't Diggs, or even the run game who has been better, has been proved. The offensive line has been proved, the interior has played well. Osiris Torrance has been a champ by being uh, McGovern, nice find in the in the, the free agency, not needing to break the bank to improve the guard positions was awesome by being Spencer Brown has played well, has done a good job. Yes, the Bills still got a game plan and scheme things around him sometimes to help him. But he has been able to, to do a good job. Josh never never has been better protected than what we've seen right now in his entire career. So I think the Bills found ways to to stop so some of those problems that, that have been... Uh, that 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 have been have bothered them for for quite some years now, and the only problem that hasn't really been fixed so far is the secondary weapon problems. In my opinion, I trust Stephon Diggs one hundred percent. I trust Josh Allen one hundred percent. I firmly believe we have the best quarterback in the league, not the second, not the third, but the best one. Um, I really believe Stephon Diggs is maybe all around the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think he's in the most dangerous, the most efficient. And that's Tyreek Hill, obviously. He's been showing that his speed is totally on a whole other level that it changes the way people can defend that Dolphins offense. So that's probably the, the most feared weapon in the league right now. But if you consider everything, route, run, uh, route running, hands, uh, release. I, I I believe Dix has it all. He's a top three guy uh, at the wide receiver position, and we have so the best quarterback, one of the best uh, pass catchers in the league, a solid run in, uh, a solid run game, a solid offensive line protecting the quarterback, protecting uh, open some holes for the run game. But our secondary weapons, man, those guys have been consistent. They gotta be better. They gotta be more dependable, more consistent. There is a reason for the Bills in the last game going and Dorsey and Allen, especially Allen, because obviously he has a, a he gotta read the 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 routes and make the the decisions. But the primary. Uh, the primary target is established by the, the, the play design, and Diggs normally is the, this guy. And why did Dorsey call so many plays with Diggs as the number one target? 
because that's the only guy that they can 100% trust right now. They can trust he will catch the ball. They can trust he will separate against men or against zone. And don't forget, that's a guy who voiced his opinion a lot during offseason. He's been better during the, the season, but still here and there we can see some reactions by Diggs. We can see him talking to, to Josh a lot on the sidelines. I, I I really believe um, he's been more vocal also on the offensive meetings, on the game planning, talking to Dorsey. And when your wide receiver or number one target has voiced so many times his opinion about needing the ball, wanting more, more catches, more targets, uh, more opportunities to, to make plays, it impacts. It impacts the way your offensive coordinator will will act the way your quarterback plays. And we've seen it happening. And we've seen Dorsey and Allen giving him the ball. And and overall, Diggs does his part of the job. And I'm not against it. I'm not I, I 100% uh, in favor of Josh and, and Dorsey, especially game planning and having Diggs as the number one weapon and featuring him, giving him all the, op- all, all the opportunities to impact the game. Because I think it helps the offense to get going. Even if they start of the games, we can see some difficulties due to trying to go at, after digs all the time. Uh, I think it's all along the game, it, it, it creates a good impact on this offense. It makes the defense who, in the start of the games, already have a special tension. They already have a game plan to try limiting Stefan Diggs. But it makes them commit to stopping Stefan Diggs more and more as the game goes on. And when they need to commit so much to one guy on your offense and on your passing game, I really believe it makes the other guys' lives easier. And this builds secondary weapons on the passing game. They need all the help uh, possible because they haven't been able to take over, to win their matchups consistently, to be consistently good, consistently dominant, consistently dependable, so Josh can trust them all the time. So I, I'm all in, in in featuring Stefan Diggs. I think it's on Josh again. It's easier said than done to Josh really realize when it's the time to move on quickly from Diggs and when it isn't, uh, how long he should feed Stefan Diggs, keep going on him, and when he got a switch to okay now the they are king way too much on digs that's time to to switch and to look quickly to the other guys they are getting open we could see shakir running free on a mesh concept in the last game we could see some in other games kinkade sometimes running free in the middle of the field so there are some opportunities there uh, but josh has digs Josh and Dorsey, obviously, they have Diggs as the number one target. I think rightly rightfully so. And they got to keep feeding. They start wide receiver, no doubt. But they, Josh got to start to be able to make those decisions in game and see when it's time to spread the ball and really move on to his other targets and try to give those guys opportunities. And it's also time for somebody to step up and start to take advantage of this all this attention given to Stefan Diggs. 
one of the guys that have uh, has had an increased role week by week is Khalil Shakir. Shakir played almost 40% of the snaps last game. Obviously, it was a game that we had no Kincaid being a, a, a factor in the in the slot. But Shakir played just 10% of the snaps in week one. It increased to 15 week two, 24 percent week three 28 week four 32 week five and 39 week six so i think it's fair and reasonable to get to the the point where we assume shaki's winning snaps over yonte hardy he's winning snaps over um trent sherfield and he's done so blocking he's according to pro football focus Khalil Shakir has been the best wide receiver in run blocking in the league so far. So I know it's not sexy. It's not something that fans love to see from a wide receiver. But coaches really value that the Bills uh, the Bills have run the ball really well out of, uh, of, of 11 personnel with only one tight end. They have run the ball better out of 11 personnel than out of 12 personnel with Knox and Kincaid out there. The reason for being able to run the ball so well in those 11 personnel, the biggest reason maybe is how Shakir has blocked in those packages. And, and that's why he has earned more snaps. If he can start to take advantage of his pass catching abilities and of the passes thrown his way, that's a guy who can have an increased role in this offense going forward. And I really believe he has potential doing so. That's a guy who has some speed, has some yards after catch ability. So Shakir might be one of the key pieces in this offense going forward if they want to be more consistent. And this game against the Patriots will be huge for him because I already talked about the, the Patriots um, defense stopping the run, but there is another point where the, the, the Patriots defense really uh, does very well and and that's one of the Bill Belichick characteristics. It has been one of the Bill Belichick characteristics for a, a, a long time now. So, Bill's Mafia, what characteristic has been this one. Uh, the idea of taking away your number one option and trying to make other people beat you. Uh, the, we know Bill Belichick has done it for a long time now. Uh, and, and he will try to do it again against the Bills, especially coming from a game where the Bills tried so hard to feature Stefan Diggs in this passing game. And the thing is, uh, the Patriots defense has been really, really good trying to take away those number one options. Okay, he, they have been the top-notch defense in the NFL taking away the number one option. The problem for the, for the Patriots defense is that other than taking away the number one option, they have really struggled taking away the secondary weapons, all the other weapons of the, 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 their opponents, right? And that's what has killed that defense because all the other guys are being able to, 
to do a, a, a lot of damage against the Patriots. So uh, I'm looking forward to this matchup because, and I, I really believe the Bills Mafia who are, oh, the Bills got to spread the ball around more. They can't just throw at digs. And yeah, obviously they can't just throw at digs, but this, the, these people will get a little bit of real life. Uh, uh, they will be relived a little bit more after this Patriots game, in my opinion, because the Bills will need to hit those secondary receivers, especially against the Patriots. Uh, Bill Belichick will find ways to bracket, to double, to triple team digs all game long, and the Bills will be forced to try other guys. The good news are that the Patriots are really uh, in problem with their secondary guys banged up, and they won't have got enough guys to do an amazing job against Diggs and, and not allow the Bills secondary weapons to do some damage. So I feel like I've been talking about this for some weeks now. I feel like I've been on record maybe for the last two or three weeks saying this might be Dalton Kincaid. Uh, welcome to the to the Dalton Kincaid show moment, right? For For... Dalton Kincaid giving Bills Mafia this moment. Uh, he obviously, it wasn't against the Jags, obviously. He didn't play last week. Coming back this week against these, these Patriots defense, their linebackers aren't good in coverage, simply put. They can't cover. They can't keep up with Kincaid. Kincaid is a huge mismatch against those linebackers. The secondary is depleted by injuries. Guys are questionable. And, and we don't know how many of them are, will be able to play and how well they'll be able to play being banged up. And that might be, with all the, the attention turned to Stefan Diggs, that might be a big, big, the, maybe the best opportunity for Kinkid so far this year to produce and to establish himself as the secondary weapon to Josh Allen, as the number two wide receiver for Josh Allen in this offense. He is my hope, okay? I, I I believe Gabe Davis is who he is. Guys can improve. We know Gabe Davis works extremely hard, but during season, it's hard to get better. And I believe Gabe Davis is a really, really, really good number three option. A really good guy who is stretching the field, making some plays as a deep threat, uh, making some plays on those comeback routes, threatening the defense with his speed downfield. Um, a good a good option to Josh Allen in the red zone. But as a third option, a guy who doesn't get so many attention, who doesn't line up against the best or the second best cornerback of opposing teams, a guy who who's better when he doesn't get all that attention that he's getting right now as the number two. And my hope to move Gabe back to this role because he was in his role when we had Diggs and we had Cole Beasley in this lot. Beasley wasn't a starter, but he was the number two, in fact, of this offense. He was the guy, the second guy with more targets, the second guy with more receptions. Uh, he was the guy who maybe the number one guy on third down for Josh Allen to move the chains. And Kincaid can become this guy. He can play this role. He's He can be a bigger version than Beasley. Uh, and talking Beasley, Beasley got released by the Giants. He asked it to be released today by the Giants, and he got his wish. And 
I already see some some people, some Bills Mafia, talking on Twitter about a, a possible reunion with Beasley. And to be honest, I wouldn't be against it. I know Bees talks uh, bad stuff about the Bills, about the coaching staff, throws shade at them sometimes when he's he every time he leaves the or the team, uh, every time the team uh, chooses to move forward without him. But I wouldn't be against bringing him back this time again, not to be this guy again, not to be the old Cole Beasley. But so he could mentor Kincaid. I don't know if he's up to that. I don't know if he would take that. He asked for release for for a reason. He might uh, believe he has an opportunity in another play in another place. But the Bills might be a possibility because if you're gonna be on on the practice squad all year long, not play. Oh man, you way better be on the Bills squad and part of a big time playoff run and Super Bowl contention than on the Giants squad, right? So I'd like to add Biz back to, to become this kind of mentor to Kincaid. I believe he could be uh, impactful this way. It's not like we haven't seen the Bills doing so with other players. AJ Klein is back on the fold. Um, even Norman is back on the fold as a mentor. And I believe... They could use uh, Biz the same way as Norman, a smart guy on the wide receiver room, helping uh, the guys to get better. McDermott already called out the the not Dorsey, but everybody to to find who's the the number two, who's the, the number three, and move on to establish some some consistency on that department and. I really believe Biz can help Kincaid to become this guy in the middle of the field. So that's why I, I'd bring him back on the practice squad if he's up to. And after Kincaid, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, Shakir maybe as a, a guy who can be a, a, a next factor. Um, Deontay Hardy has been frustrating in my opinion. I know he has some plays. He has had some plays here and there, but he just doesn't strike me as the guy who who was sold to us, you know? He, he doesn't look faster than McKenzie. He doesn't look shiftier than McKenzie. He certainly looks safer than McKenzie. He hasn't dropped punts, muffed punts. He hasn't dropped passes. He hasn't fumbled the ball. But he hasn't been more electric or or... Has, he hasn't had a bigger impact than McKenzie on the offense so far. And he might deserve a, a more looks and more opportunities, but he has had really few snaps on the offense, what shows he's become that McKenzie role from years ago as a gadget guy. And Sherfield, man, Sherfield was really good for the Dolphins, but he was the guy who was really doing nice things during off-season, but in-game so far for the Bills, we haven't seen also. Those guys, it's not like they are having a lot of opportunities, but they are losing snaps to Shakir. And so I really put Shakir ahead of them in the pecking order right now uh, in the chances of impacting and becoming nice, dependable options after Diggs in the passing game. And also Knox, that's my opinion about Knox, is the same as Gabe Davis. I like the... 
both of those guys, but Knox is inconsistent with his hands. He's better after catch than in contested catch situations. And awesome blocker. He's blocking really well. Athletic can punish guys after the catch. But he's not that guy who will win some contested catches, who will run some scene routes and, and be a, a dependable target for Josh. So Kincaid must become this guy. Yeah. And I can I can definitely live with Knox as as a fourth option in this offense, but but no 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 hope for him to become the number two option. A guy who out of nothing starts to catch a lot of passes and have a huge impact in this offense. I don't see that honestly. So that's the the one million dollar uh question for Dorsey for for the Bills offense, who are going to who are the guys who are going to step up and become more dependable, being able to produce more and to 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 help Diggs and Josh to not carry all the the, the weight in this offense. And this game against the Patriots is the ideal, the totally ideal scenario for one of those guys to step up. That's why I have big hopes for Kincaid. Because that's a defense who won't allow you to run the ball easily. And that's a defense who will try hard and always do a good job taking away your number one option. And that's Stephon Diggs, obviously. The Bills will try to feed Diggs. And I'm okay with that. But I have no doubts in my mind that Josh and Dorsey, they will be ready to move on to the second, third targets as soon as they realize the Pets are really trying to take away Diggs. And the opportunities will be there. The Bills will need to pass the ball a lot against the this this Patriots defense. And the opportunities will be there for Shakir, for Kincaid, Knox, Gabe, all those guys, Hardy, Sheerfield. I don't know who will get more snaps so far. The Bills have rotated. Uh, in the last game, Shakir has had more opportunities than Hardy and Sheerfield. So somebody else got to make plays, got to step up and... I'm anxious to see in this game who's the guy who's going to do that. I think the possibility is real. And and maybe the guy who can do that against the Patriots can really get in rhythm and, and become a factor for the rest of the year. With the trade deadline arriving, a lot of people have talked about trade possibilities and and wide receiver has been the, the position to go so far. Yes, there, being, there has been some talk about, oh, King Henry maybe at running back, but and especially if Damon Harris being injured, maybe uh, uh, a slot has opened for this kind of power back. I simply don't see it happening. I think Cook has done a great job. The investment was made on on James Cook, second round pick. He has improved. He has played well this season. He has established himself as the number one guy, and I don't see the trading for a guy like Henry and kind of blocking James Cook road down uh, down the road. But and, and even Latavius Murray, he has done a great job so far. But at, the, at wide receiver position, with Devante Adams being available, maybe. I'm not so sure how available he is because the Raiders are are the Raiders are 50-50 right now, right? They are 50% team right now and they have some some favorable matchups going forward. That's a team who can enter playoff contention in the AFC. So uh, 
not so sure. Devante Adams surely uh, has has increased bothery, bothered by the lack of opportunities at this offense. But if he's available, it would be awesome to add Devante Adams. Obviously, uh, I saw some 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 people throwing some trades out there, like oh, sending a second round pick, Gabe Davis for Devante Adams. I would do that any day of the week and twice on Sundays, man. That's a guy who, imagine having another another weapon like Devante Adams alongside Diggs and Josh. They would be unstoppable on that passing game. Um, I'm a little bit afraid that Devante Adams is the kind of target that can take a lot of targets out of Diggs and Diggs might become a little uneasy with this situation. And that's why he might not be the ideal guy, but a guy who I wanted badly, and I, I'm on record, my tweet is still out there. I never delete my tweets. I always say that. The old tweets against picking Josh Allen and the tweets about all the frustration I had when Josh was picked, I will never delete, delete that. I will, I will never erase that because I was wrong, and and it happens, man. Even the, the best general managers uh, make mistakes. Imagine myself, right? But I have the opinion that Bean would really regret not bringing DeAndre Hopkins on this team because I, f I felt like that was the ideal, the ideal number two option for this offense. So it seems the other Hopkins might be a possibility again with the Titans not winning many games, struggling with Ryan Tannehill, who is now playing badly and now injured. And the Bills would be able to trade for the other Hopkins and might not pay a huge price, uh, making the Titans to eat some of that money in their deal with Hopkins and making th things easier to to the Bills to bring him on. I'd love to add Nook, man. I think Hopkins at some point was a star like like Devante Adams, but he isn't anymore. I think right now he's still really, really good. I think he can be very successful in this Bills offense. Um, even if he's getting older, it's not like he's losing his hands. It's not like he's lo losing his wingspan. Right, it's not like he's losing his his contested catch ability. So that's a guy who, if you keep on, if you give him some one-on-one -on -one opportunities and bring all the coverage, all the brackets, all the double teams to Diggs and let him face some defensive backs one-on-one, -on -one, he will he will win. Man. He will win a lot those contested catches with his awesome hands. So I'd love to bring DeAndre Hopkins in. No doubt, I'd trade for him and bring him home. I think he could unlock this, this offense going forward, make it better. Um, again, if you can, uh, I believe you can trade for him and keep Gabe for this year. Gabe would, would again be in his best situation as the third option. And, and he would be able to produce. Imagine with all the tension. Uh, given to Diggs, given to Hopkins, Kinkane in the middle of field, 
Gabe Davis would have great opportunities in this situation, this scenario for this season. And obviously, it's a one-year scenario because the Bills will, need, will be forced to make some decisions going forward. But, man, if you have Diggs and Nuck, life for other guys would be way, way, way easier. And they could, even Kincaid, who's going to develop and, and he's going to become number two target, even maybe number one down the road when uh, in five years when Diggs is old and, and maybe out of the picture. So um, I'd bring Nook, no doubt. I'd bring Adams, but prefer the other Hopkins actually because of the price, the cost benefit, the role in this offense. And and other guys were thrown around like Judy, uh, Jerry Judy was one I've seen, Hunter Hanfro, another one. But I don't know, man. I don't know if the price for those guys and if they really move the needle, you know, if uh, needing to adjust to this offense uh, in season, they really aren't as talented as Hopkins and Adams. So those two guys are the guys who I have my eyes on Adams and the other Hopkins. Hopkins, my number one, because of the price cost benefit. I think he could really improve and, and make this offense better as soon as he steps on the field. Uh, if it doesn't happen, and I really don't believe Bean will make any of those trades, he had the opportunity in the offseason. It's true that maybe he sees how Sheffield, how Hardy, have worked so far or how they haven't worked so far and maybe it changes his mind and bring another weapon but i think the bills will will need kincaid or one of the other guys to step up become major factors in this offense and i'm also not uh against going this route because a lot of people want the bills like the giants game it was necessary to have a great game and win that game uh, by a lot and, and reestablish themselves as a powerhouse in the AFC. And it didn't happen. And everybody was worried. And now again, oh, that's uh, this Patriots game. This game, the Bills got to kill them, got to play awesome football, score a lot, play like the best team in football. And I'm actually not like this, you know. I, I'm fine with what the Bills have been true during this season. I think we've seen in the past the Bills playing their best football early in the season. And we we know how it ended. We know how it ended in the 13 seconds, unfortunately, uh, on the defensive side of the ball because the offense did all they could there. We saw how it ended last season, both sides of the ball, but this time a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball. And how the Bills couldn't deliver when when it was really needed. So I'm not really scared or really worried right now that the Bills aren't play, playing the best football ever right now. They have been playing way better than most people give them credit for. A lot of the biggest metrics and statistics show that. I know statistics don't show everything, okay? It's not baseball, but when a lot... And I mean a lot, EPA, DVOA, a lot of the advanced statistics, a lot of the raw statistics, a lot of the things. And even the eye test, because we have in mind the last two games, but the other games against only the only team that was below 50% was the Giants. All the others are 50% or over. 
and the Bills have dominated them, scored a lot, win easily the games. So I really believe the Bills are playing way better than the, the, the Bills Mafia gives them credit for. Yes, there were some 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 struggles offensively against the Jags. And I believe those drops by Knox, by Kincaid, the inconsistency in the secondary weapons were be a major part on that. We saw Dorsey, who's being very criticized. A lot of people criticize Dorsey, but they can't point a, who are the coordinators who would do a better job right now. And Dorsey, for the last game, he did all that everybody wanted. Everybody wanted more play action. He he had more play action. Everybody wanted more under center. He had more under center stuff. In fact, those were the games where the Bill... Uh, the Bills run more plays out of under under center and more play action plays. And unfortunately, early on they didn't have any any rhythm, and there were those trip plays, those plays where the guys were tripped and they weren't fouls due to the rule, but they were plays that killed the drives and plays that could kept those early drives going on and the rhythm starting to come. And the, those two drives could have changed the way the Bills' offense would have played that game. And we saw in the second half the team adjusting and playing better. Just like I said, three three drives, two touchdowns, one field goal missed, but one field goal in position to kick a field goal. So they did their job in the second half. They just got to keep doing it going forward and keep improving and keep finding answers and maybe finding who's the guy who's going to step up and become this, this great second weapon for for josh second third weapon in this offense uh i think those are the question marks right now and i think the regular season for the bills it is for for developing and finding those answers right i think the bills should do that we have criticized mcdermott in the past for not playing rookies for not playing not giving guys snaps so they can develop and now kincaid uh, Hardy, Shakir, those guys are getting some snaps, so they might become what we need down the road. So I'm fine going those, this direction. I'm fine being patient right now. I'm fine watching the Bills not playing uh, at the level that we know they can be right now because I really believe the goal, man, is to get to the playoffs as healthy as possible and give your best shot there and be ready for that point. We could see that the Bills so far, they haven't run Josh, right? They have made a, a, a huge point in this office to not run the ball with Josh anymore. I believe it will be unleashed in, by playoff times when you've got to win the games. And, and that's something that the Bills will have to surprise some people because they won't have tape on that from this year, at least. Uh, even with the rotations, even if we go to this, the... The defensive side of the ball, Von Miller was back in the last... He's been back in the last couple of weeks, but the Bills have respected his snaps, his snap counts his, uh, in this comeback. And more proof than having Kingsley Jonathan playing the, the two most important plays of the game in the last game against the Giants. The Giants were right in front of the end zone, ready to score and win the game. And the Bills had Kingsley Jonathan playing defensive end, a guy who played just five snaps. Why not insert Von Miller in that situation? Why not insert AJ Peneza, who's been playing great there? Not that Kingsley Johnson hasn't played great, but he had. There is a reason he had only five snaps in this game. 
and the Bills they they stick to the, the their plan. They are sticking to their plan no matter what. It shows a lot about this coaching staff confidence in this team making the playoffs naturally. I know there are people who are saying, oh, if the Bills don't improve, they won't make the playoffs. I don't believe the coaching staff at One Bills Drive thinks like this and the players thinks like this. I think they believe they are a, a Super Bowl contender. I think they believe they are an AFC contender, one of the top ones, and they are naturally making the playoffs because that's how good they are. Okay, obviously, they got to get in the field, work hard, play, beat opponents, but they trust this team. They trust their pieces to the point of Kingsley Jonathan being on the field for the most important play of the game and not Von Miller and not uh, AJ Peneza in that situation or Jack Lawson or Jack Lawson wasn't playing. But uh, anyway, so they are sticking to the plan and they have a plan. And, you know, the, the old trust the process, it's still alive. The Bills Mafia God still trust the process. And if the Bills aren't good enough to make the playoffs, then maybe it's better that they don't make the playoffs instead of making the playoffs and, and losing again, just like we lost last season. Then maybe it's better to be out of the playoffs and get a better pick and, and start to making uh, the necessary moves to retool this the, the roster or the coaching staff or whatever. But... They don't believe they are this kind of team. They believe they are ready to compete, to win. And that's why they are sticking to the plan and, and they are winning more games than losing. They are having some difficulties, but naturally they should be solved. Just like Spencer Brown uh, started to play a little bit, bit better and the offensive line, who was the biggest problem in this, in this offense when the season started, it isn't anymore. Maybe this secondary weapon also can die can die uh, as the season progresses and we can get to the playoffs way more confident about Shakir being able to make him plays, Knox, Gabe, and especially Kincaid, who has the most potential to doing so. So that's the way Bills Mafia see the, this matchup against the Patriots, a matchup that the Bills have all the opportunities to figure out, to start figuring out the secondary weapons on the passing game. They won't be able to run the ball as easily or as consistently as they did against uh, weaker opponents in this department. And uh, I didn't even focus on the Patriots offensive side of the ball because they have been really, really bad on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Mac Jones has played really bad. It's, it's not like he's the major uh, problem from this offense. This offense has been bad. Ramondre Stevenson is, is dangerous running back, but the Bills has played well against the run. They they have shown that they can stop run, opposing run games. Uh, according to Hansel, at Uber Hansen, uh, who's been here with us from Cover 1, uh, he had some Mac Jones stats, and, and so far they look awful, man. Those stats are really down this year. Uh, he has been the the... the 31st out of 32 quarterbacks in QBER, right? Uh, that's 935 out of, of 960 quarterbacks this uh, in the NFL since 1994. 
Uh, that number is comparable to Jimmy, Cla Jimmy Clausen in 2010 and Brandon Whedon in, in, in 2013. So th those two guys who the teams moved uh, moved on right after the season. So that's been a bad season by Mac Jones. They have a nice running back. Their offensive line have struggled. Those that, that those lines have been so consistent for the Patriots. They have struggled on the offensive line, and they haven't been able to be that power run game team, play action team. They have Hunter Henry and, and Gesicki. Uh, what should have made them a, a team dangerous like the Bills out of play action, pounding the rock and running play action. But it hasn't happened. They can't do that. They can't get those balls uh, on Gesicki and Hunter's uh, Hunter Henry's hands and make them have a big impact. So even with all the injuries the Bills has had, I think the Bills should dominate that, that Patriots offense. The Bills defense should be able to hold down that offense to a long score, just like they did against the Giants. They did against a great job against the Jaguars, who were way, way, way more dangerous than, than this Patriots defense. Uh, offense, sorry. So, in my opinion, though, the, the, the matchup is all about Bills offense against Patriots defense. And again, run game won't be easy. Diggs might face a lot of different brackets and double, triple coverage. How about our secondary weapons? Will they be able to finally start having a, a, an increasing impact on the way the Bills play and the products and the way the Bills produces and 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 and, and beat opponents? That's the right opportunity to start doing so, man. So that's the way I see this matchup against the Patriots. Let me know in comments if you agree, disagree. Uh, bring on your your takes. Always a pleasure to interact with you. Hit that like button. Subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. This episode of Leading the Charge is also available in all the podcast aggregators, the major ones, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, always available there. I really appreciate every download and play there, every view, every like, uh, and subscribe here in Buffalo Rumble's channel and also on my own Fernando Chimudi channel. Really appreciate you taking your time to join me today in this Bills Patriots preview. Uh, Leading the Charge will be back on Sunday with a post-game show totally in Portuguese for Brazilian Bills Mafia, Latin America Bills Mafia, Portuguese-speaking countries, and... Thank you so much for joining me. Prediction, score prediction. I think the Bills finally starts to score more points again. I think they got back on track. Uh, I think they will, the Patriots will try to take away the big plays and they will need to be patient. But at some point, the Bills should be able to, to take advantage of some favorable matchups uh, with maybe Gabe Davis, Kincaid. So I believe it's a 28-10 win for the Buffalo Bills. See you around, Bills Mafia. Thank you so much. Next Sunday, another leading the charge, totally Portuguese here at Buffalo Rumblings. Take care. See you around. Go, Bills.